This is Barely Legal. Hi there, welcome back to Barely Legal. My name is Eva Eben. And I'm Barry Sedona. And on today's episode of Barely Legal, we're going to be talking about a Supreme Court block of a district district court's ruling that banned the FDA-approved use of mifepristone, which is an abortion pill, and the Supreme Court on April 21st blocked this ban. Yeah, yeah. and I think we should start all the way at the beginning. So April 7th, mm-hmm. Texas Judge Matthew Kasmark imposed a nationwide ban on mifepristone. Mm-hmm. He's an anti-abortion activist, and he declared that the FDA had improperly approved it. Mm -hmm. He's part of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas. Mm -hmm. And only a few minutes later, Judge Thomas O. Rice in Washington said, no, actually, the use of mifepristone is, you know, valid and that the FDA approval was valid and expanded the use. Mm -hmm. So we have these two contradictory rulings, which is why the Supreme Court steps in. But before we talk about the Supreme Court getting into it, I think we should talk about the decision that was made in Texas. Yeah. Because that was really interesting. Yeah, so Kazmarek used something called the Comstock Act to he revived this thing that hadn't been used in what was it? Was it a century? Years. Over a century. Yeah, a century and a half. And the Comstock Act prohibits using the mail to send obscene information. So um to Kazmarek he said, you know, the obscene artifacts in this case, um, the abortion pill would constitute an obscene artifact. And it you know, you know, that's what he used. And this kind of disregarded precedent. And it was, you know, reaching into legislation from 150 years ago to do this. I think it's worth noting that he is, he was appointed by Trump and is an anti-abortion activist. And in his opinion, I think one thing that we were talking about is the language was very volatile and it was contentious. For, for, For instance, he prefaced the whole thing by saying he was going to refer to a fetus as an unborn human for the entire opinion. Um, he insinuated, no, I think he just directly stated that women who have had abortions have a tendency to experience shame and regret and anxiety and remorse, depression because of that, because of having that abortion, which I think is also just factually and statistically untrue. Um, there was a study in 2020 called the Turning Turnaway Study that found that 95% of women who have had abortions reported five years later that it was the right decision for them. So clearly ideological, clearly opinionated, clearly partisan, and seeming to lack any scientific or rational backing. I think especially with the description of fetuses as mm-hmm. unborn humans, not only, as Eva mentioned, is that volatile, it's also just like wrong <laughs> inaccurate yeah it's also really interesting because he also connected abortion to eugenics mm-hmm. which i was like what the heck yeah like i feel like that's very strong to imply that someone who's getting an abortion or that people who are receiving abortions you know there might be some sort of ulterior motive especially if you're recognizing how difficult abortions are on their impact on women and yeah. other people who might receive an abortion i think you would then also acknowledge mm-hmm. hey maybe it's not for the the reason of eugenics and yeah. you know something that is horrible that, that's a that is quite a connection to make mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so the supreme court has decided to leave the hands in the fifth circuit court of appeals which has scheduled oral arguments for may 17th yep it's very likely that this case will end up at the supreme court 
not this term, next term. Next term. So very likely that we'll see the Supreme Court hearing it. But for right. right now, the drug is still available, at least in states where abortion is legal for up to 10 weeks into a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You're still able to get access to mifepristone. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why the decision was, you know, from the Supreme Court was handled in the way that it was, even though Justice Alito and Thomas, who dissented, Justice Alito in particular said that there was no demonstrated harm from mm-hmm. the opinion in te- from the Texas opinion saying that there wasn't, you know, that much confusion, but. Mm-hmm. And then the Biden administration said they would stand by the FDA. And we were talking about sort of the implications of a court saying that they can rule over this and sort of impose a nationwide ban on something like this when they're clearly just not knowledgeable or experts about Mm -hmm. the safety of this drug or you know what a fetus is like what constitutes a fetus that kind of thing and what does that mean for bureaucracies as well are they just not going to have that kind of power anymore these kinds of questions yeah i think in particular about the one about whether or not the court has a right Mm -hmm. I think that's partly why Dobbs was handled in the way that it was. I think Mm -hmm. the justices were saying, we as justices have no expertise on the issue of abortion. Mm -hmm. Give it to your state legislatures. Give it to your federal, you know, federal representatives. Give it to someone who has the ability to make that decision. Mm -hmm. We don't because we don't have expertise. Yeah. And I, that's why also I think that, you know, what they said in this case with Mifepristone makes sense because it falls in line with that same line of reasoning that they are not experts on this. I also respect that they're following the same line of reasoning as they did in Dobbs. You know, it's it's not about them. Or their opinions. Yeah, it's about whether or not they believe that the court has taken, usurped too much power from representatives. And I think that this is something that is, you know, our Congress is the one that has decided, who has made the FDA write their legislation. They're the ones who give the FDA this discretionary authority. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones who should have control over these bureaucratic agencies. Mm-hmm. And I know West Virginia, the EPA case yep. that we talked about from last term yep. also is about this power and about the Supreme Court stepping in. But I think in this sense, it's the Supreme Court is stepping in to sort of let the FDA do its job yeah. that it was assigned to do. I'm honestly relieved that this ruling is in line with Dobbs and again, deferential and they're not being hypocritical and saying that it was based on ideology. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that this sort of maybe proves that it wasn't based on ideology. Yeah. And I think that begs the other question is after Dobbs, you know, we've seen, of course, approval rating for approval ratings for the justices have dropped Mm -hmm. significantly. Abortion was an issue that was used in the 2022 election to the advantage of Democrats. And Mm -hmm. we're going to see that again in the 2024 election. Absolutely. And I wonder if that is partly why the justices ruled in the way that they, you know, did is that there's been a lot of coverage on abortion. And the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And the Supreme Court. And I think that it's an issue that people are heated about. 60% of Americans believe that abortion access should be available. Absolutely. Which is, that's a large number of people. And that's a large number of people to to upset, I guess, from the Dobbs ruling. Especially as we look ahead into the 2024 presidential election. I think abortion is an issue that is absolutely hindering Republicans and it is absolutely benefiting Democrats because it, because it is one thing that I think 
moderate Republicans and independents in general are, they are approving of some form of abortion access. And Republicans are really going to have to fight tooth and nail to hold ground in these battleground states over that. Um, So I'm sure that's going to become an upcoming issue and we'll talk about that more. Just a couple of updates since the last time we spoke that North Carolina Supreme Court ruled in both Harper v. Hall and Holmes v. Moore, the redistricting and voter ID cases, respectively. Mm -hmm. And they decided to reverse those decisions made by the previous court. And we do have a super conservative majority North Carolina Supreme Court at the moment. Honestly, I just wanted to talk about the implications of these reversals, because we just found out this happened a few minutes ago. The day day we're recording, April 28th, is when Mm -hmm. those decisions were released. So Holmes v. Moore, which was voter ID, is going to mean that a lot more people are going to be Harper v. Hall, which is the other case, is about gerrymandering. And it was about a, I think there was a racial element to that as well, because it was the African-American vote that was diluted in those gerrymandered maps that worked to the GOP's benefit. Um, Was it 10-3? Yes. So it was 10 Republican districts mm-hmm. and then three Democrats mm-hmm. and actually so there was a so there was a North Carolina HBCU that was actually split in half and then I heard this story from a member of Common Cause which is a nonpartisan organization that came into our school to talk to us a little bit about these cases and the member who came in told us about how you know one of the districts that they drew split the HBCU in half which was cracking that power and of course HBCU's majority of the people that attend are people of color and we know that people of color you know tend to vote in one way or another in particular black Americans tend to vote for the left yeah so that's splitting up a group of people on the basis of race mm-hmm. and you know that was one of the issues it's really interesting because they were talking about you know why the maps were drawn 10 to 3 well the republican representative who helped draw the maps said because they couldn't draw them 11 to 2 and now mm-hmm. we have an additional district and a 14th district because of the new census mm-hmm. so i'm wondering how that power how that power will be divided and how that will play yeah. out especially in the wake of this new of this new decision and this mm-hmm. new reversal. We also do have Harper v. Moore at the Supreme Court level playing out. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen how that will play out, but we will soon. The idea of like independent state legislature boils down to how will democracy be affected? Mm-hmm. What does a vote even count for? These kinds of questions that I don't think will be very beneficial in terms of motivating people to go out there and vote. Mm-hmm. But um, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in two weeks.